Welcome to the Thinking Like a Boss podcast. I'm your host, Kate Krocko, author, therapist, and business mindset coach. In just 20 minutes a week, I'm going to coach you to your breakthrough, whether you're folding laundry, walking the dog, or in the school pickup line. It's hard to chase your dreams, chase clients, and chase littles at the same time. Your inner critic doesn't have to hold you back anymore. Together, we'll make you the boss of your brain so you can become the confident boss of your business and your life. Ready for your weekly mindset makeover? Let's turn your limiting beliefs into limitless opportunity starting now. Welcome to the Thinking Like a Boss podcast. This week, we're back for a bonus episode. I, out of the blue, was like, oh my goodness, I need to record an episode and share with you guys what's going on in my life because maybe those of you who don't share me out who don't follow me on social, um, have no idea what's going on with my business. And I don't think I've shared this in any episodes yet. So let's just talk about it. I am quitting my business. Um, and it's funny because I did announce this on social and I wrote a little bit of a blog post. It was a little bit vague. I didn't get into all the details. Um, And some of you legit thought that I was like completely quitting everything. And I think because maybe I was a little bit vague um, and somebody actually messaged me and was like, you're back? I thought you were quitting. And I I figured I got to get the record straight. I need to just come on here and share exactly what's going on. So you guys know what to expect and you're not like, huh, what's going on? Why is she back? Is she creating content? What? So let me just share it all with you. So I recently did a live stream in my mastermind. And my mastermind is my coaching program. And I have been running this program since the spring of 2016, okay? So it's been almost six years. I can't believe it. It has been one of the biggest blessings in my life. Has, um, And let me just say, this is why it was so hard to make this decision because it has been such an easy business structure and business model. And when something's easy or something's good, sometimes it's really hard to let go of, right? It's like, maybe it's a great friendship, but there's another side of it that maybe is not serving you. Um, But sometimes the benefits outweigh um, the negatives. And when that happens, it's just really, really hard to part with something. So anyways, about it's been almost a year. Dreamy Drewy will be one in April. And right before I had him, I had this just like gut feeling of, I just want to write. I just want to publish books. I want a podcast. I want to connect with people. I want to create free content. Um, and as much as I love to coach, um, logistically, this is more of where it's at logistic wise. Um, it's a little bit tricky. My coaching calls that I run in the mastermind are twice a month and they at times have gone up to three to three and a half hours long. So just imagine that, um, with a newborn it, and here's, what's really hard. This is the, this is the thing is that I love coaching and the reason why they go that long and why I didn't I never had shorter calls or did like a once a week for like an hour or hour and a half was because once I'm in the zone coaching, like I want to keep going. It's something that enlivens me and I feel like I'm in my my zone of genius. It boosts my confidence. Like 
I feel great doing it. I love it so much. However, it's really darn hard to figure out like what happens is, you know, babies have their sleep schedules and then they're off their sleep schedules. And logistics wise, it just started to get harder and harder and harder. And, um, I, after having Drew, I had a coaching call with my personal coach back then and said to her, I was, I was literally crying. I said, I don't know why, but I feel it in my bones that I'm just not supposed to coach anymore. And I don't know what it is. And I don't know what else I would do. Like, this is my livelihood. I've been doing this now. Um, and at that time it was almost six years. And, um, I don't know what to do. And I think like all good coaches and good friends and good family members will tell you, like, don't ever make a really serious decision right after having a baby, right? Or right after a loss or after something really traumatic happening to you. And that's what she said. Just wait it out, you know, like maybe step back a little bit, but just wait it out. And I also wanted to... This, you know, I talk in Thinking Like a Boss, Uncover and Overcome the Lies Holding You Back from Success. In my book, I talk a lot about asking yourself, is this decision a no, a go, or slow? And it felt like, deep in my bones, it felt like a no. However, I had this tug in my heart to just go slow because I was afraid to make any rash decisions and um, really regret it after. Like, because I had done that in the past. Um, after having babies, you know, just being like really overwhelmed and like, all right, I'm just going to quit this or I'm just going to close this down because this is what I think I should do. Um, <clears throat> so I decided to hold on and to just take it one month at a time, one month at a time. And, um, you know, again, it's something that I, th- I really feel like I'm at my best and I thrive when I coach. Um, having that supportive space for people to be able to pop in there every day and show up and answer questions and coach people on the spot every day. Like it's, it was also a very simple and easy business for me. And it honestly did not take up a lot of time and still does not take up up a, a lot of my time. So again, it's like, why would I stop something? However, what I slowly started to realize and to see was that it was not the coaching, <clears throat> although logistically, it was a little. Tri- it's a little tricky to figure out, you know, how to get there those days. Um, but that's only two times a month, and it was not the every day of being in there. However, it was the marketing of it, and we. And this is interesting for many of you guys listening because marketing has shifted over the years, right? When I first started my business back in twenty my coaching business back in 2015, um, it was as simple as like open a Facebook group and post about your services and you'll fill your program. You can create an easily create a six figure business just from having a Facebook group. Um, and it's just not that way these days. Everything is so oversaturated and I'm not saying this to discourage anyone. However, if you want to be seen in a crowd you have to do things differently. Um, so I said to myself, 
this over the next year, what I'm going to do is I, you know, now that we have three kids, a newborn, I don't have the energy, excuse me, I have this like tickle in my throat to learn TikTok or to learn reels and to create all this video content constantly, these little short snippets, because that's what's doing well. That's what's being seen. I don't have the energy to do that. So I'm going to use good old fashioned email marketing over the next year and see where that takes me. And what I will say is that I continue to grow my list. I actually almost doubled my list, email list this year. Um, And that is how I was able to continue to fill my mastermind was email marketing. However, what I have slowly noticed is that little by little, um, it's getting harder and harder, even in email marketing, to continually invite people into the program. And the program thrives when it is full, when it is very full, I will say that. Um, So in order to continue this coaching business, you know, we have to weigh pros and cons. And in order to continue it, um, I would really need to invest a lot of time into doing things like TikTok and Reels and more video content and creating constant challenges and things that I used to love doing and would be really open to doing. However, in this season, I'm just not there anymore. I don't have the excitement. I have, here's the thing, I have the energy. I have energy for other things that are exciting me, but things like keeping up with the times just doesn't feel exciting for me anymore. And then there's this other piece of this too, where we have decided we live in New York state and there are so many freaking rules in New York, um, for children and schools. And it has been very, very difficult on the kids in daycare. Our girls are in daycare with this whole, all of this quarantining and mask mandates and rules and, Honestly, I really see it as a detriment to their mental health, what they have gone through and what I've seen happen. Like we just like another birthday party that my daughter was going to that got rescheduled already, like just got canceled again this weekend. It's like so much of this up and down when you're kids are in daycare, there's not a lot of stability and kids thrive from consistency and stability. And Luckily, like we have other friends who, you know, we are also not scared of this virus and we are still able to see them and create play dates and all this stuff. However, by being at daycare and included in these exposures and all of this, there are times that we even have, we have to still isolate because we're getting contact tracing calls from Albany. Insane. I've heard that other states don't even do that. And they're literally checking on you and texting you every day. Are you sure you are distant? You are staying home and not going out. Um, and this is not for people who are infected. This is for people who are, um, who have had contact with somebody who is possibly infected. It's, it's really crazy. Um, <clears throat> I can't tell you how many of those calls I have gotten. And 
with all of this going on, what what this is all leading to in New York State, and I didn't mean for this to become uh, political or anything, but what this is leading to in New York State, because in New York City, they have already started mandating um, the jab for kids to be in school. I know that in order for the quarantining to stop and all of this to stop and potentially masks to stop, they're going to mandate that. And that's just not an option in our household. We're not doing it. You know, we're just it's just not an option. So um, we are already planning because I don't want to be in that place of like, we send our, so Annabelle starts kindergarten in September. Um, and what I could see happening is we get her all excited to start a new school and then here we go again, man, mask mandates, lockdown, quarantining, or jab mandates. And what I don't want to see happen is um, her start kindergarten and be so excited again and then to be let down and disappointed and that we have to pull her out of the school um, because she does not have the jab. So... What I see as what's best for our family right now is us um, homeschooling. And we're probably going to start that around April, April or May, once my book is out, my next book is out there into the world, drawing the line, um, how to create more peace and less overwhelm in your life. Um So what I really am thinking is the healthiest thing for her is, and for also Charlie too, who's a year and a half younger, is homeschooling and creating pods and having groups of students that there is consistency because we're all, we find like, we already have people who are going to do this with us, like-minded families um, who feel the same way, like they're not, we're, we're not uh, afraid of being out and about. We're not afraid of each other. Um, we don't have to wear masks and, um, we can really create this beautiful school environment for them with other groups of students, um, where we don't have to dance around all of this stuff. And we do it for a year, right? We see what happens at least over the next year. Um, and you know, if it, if, all of this settles and we see, okay, they're not going to mandate the jab for the kids. Um, that's something that's off the table. Um, masks are gone. All of this quarantining is gone. Then maybe we'll reevaluate and maybe we will send her to a private school, um, for first grade. However, again, we just really want consistency for our kids right now. Um, And we're trying to to be perfectly honest. Yes, you don't want to live in a bubble, but also I sort of don't want them to have to remember this as something that they experienced. Um, You know, I know that this, I'm going to get a lot of backlash for saying all of this. However, um, this is just our personal family belief. And again, (laughs) we've been talking about unpopular opinions. A lot of these, a lot of our own personal opinions are going to be unpopular and it's because I choose this for my family, I don't judge what you decide for your family, right? We all have to make decisions that are the best. And 
for some of you, your kids thrive no matter what. Like your kids are okay with maybe um, going to school for a little bit and having inconsistency. I don't know. Maybe your kids do are okay like that. But I know you know your children best. And I know what my children need best and crave most is consistency. And it's been really hard with the ups and downs of like literally over the last month, they have been in school for two days and that's it because of all of these quarantines. Um, two days between that and the holidays, that's it. And it's, it takes a toll on them. And I want to raise confident kids who have routine and consistency in their lives. Um, <clears throat> and some of you are probably like, okay, so like, why didn't you pull them already? And I'm in the same boat that a lot of you are in where it's like, I really wish if I could have, I would have. Um, however, I still have my business, right? And this is, this is where I am heading um, is over the next few months, I'm working really hard to sort of close things up um, and get myself to a place where I can be fully present. And nothing is ever ideal, right? We're not going to um, always be able to be fully present, right? There are going to be a lot of parents who decide to homeschool who are working full-time nine-to-five jobs, and you can make it work. Um, However, for me, it feels best to do it this way. So what I am doing, so again, some of you are like, but then like, when exactly are you closing? What's going on? So what I'm doing is May 1st, the mastermind is going to be completely shutting down. So everyone's packages over May 1st. Um, and I'll be closing up the group and that will be it. And I won't be working on coaching things anymore. However, I still will be creating content. I still will be doing the podcast. I'm still going to be writing. And that is my dream. You know, we talk about what our big dreams are, our big, bold dreams. Um, and my big, bold dream is still to be in New York best time, a New York Times, what am I saying? New York Times bestselling author someday. Um, I want to continue to publish books. I would love to publish a book every two years. Um, I love to write and I feel like I'm a much better writer than I am speaker. I also don't like to speak. I'm, I've recently been able to sort of, um, accept that And for the longest time, I was like, you know, I'm just not working hard enough. I would love to be a speaker if speaking didn't make me uncomfortable and I must just not be working hard enough. I need to work harder at it. And then something said to me, like, what if you're not meant to be a speaker? Who cares? What if you're, you are better at writing? Um, Then just write. Why force yourself to try to be good at something that just doesn't feel natural for you. Um, I just get a lot of anxiety and I'll say that I get a lot of anxiety around speaking. I can get on and record a podcast like this and this doesn't bother me. Um, but I think what it is to be perfectly honest, and I'm going on a tangent here now is the logistics around, I have to show up at this place and what's going to happen. That's going to possibly get in my way that I'm not going to be able to make it there. So someday I may want to be a speaker. 
I may not have that anxiety of like all of these little things crumbling around me because it seems like anytime I have an interview scheduled, um, somebody's sick, somebody's quarantined, the other person cancels, like, and it, to get me excited and in that place of feeling confident to speak, it takes a lot of energy out of me. Like I really have to build myself up. Um, I got to pump myself up. I've got to listen to positive music. Like I got to like get myself going and to come on and record a podcast like this. Like I don't have to do that to write. I don't have to do that. It's just so innate in me. Um, but yeah, coaching, I don't have to do that either. Coaching, I just show up. It's so, it's odd. It's odd. I don't know. But anyways, I don't have the energy right now to figure out why I have anxiety around speaking. Maybe someday I'll work through that. But right now, I am i really don't care to. Um, take a sip of this coffee. So yeah, so I'm going to continue to write. I'm going to continue to post on social media, talk about stuff. I think this podcast is definitely going to go in a little bit of a different direction. Um I do feel like mental health is really heavy on my heart these days, um, especially with what we're going through. I think that um, encouraging people to set boundaries, encouraging people to speak up, to be unapologetic in their beliefs, like these are the th- more of the things I want to talk about rather than like being visible and um, building your business. It just feels uh, more important to me these days. So that's really where we're going to be going in the direction with this podcast. It's still going to be like how to think like a boss. Um, However, I also want to get in some experts to start sharing some of their knowledge and wisdom too. Um, You know, I can share what I've got here, but there are always going to be other perspectives and better perspectives. And um, I think it's important to give you guys some different perspectives perspectives from time to time. So yeah, that's pretty much where we're going. So what I will say is that if you are interested in the mastermind, again, I'm going to be in there continuing to run it until May 1st. So typically when you join the mastermind, you join for a six month period of time. And most people end up staying literally three rounds, four rounds. There might be somebody in there almost five rounds now. Uh, people stay a long time. I've been running this for a very long time because what happens is they come in and they see how much support they get and um, they start seeing progress and success in their business. They start checking off all of their goals and they're like, heck, I want to keep checking off all these goals. So I'm going to stay because it's working. I'm not going to stop what's working. So what I'm going to do, I think we have what, like maybe three and a half months left or so. If you want to hop in and join and be able to coach with me the last few months of me having this business, um, fill out an application, katecrocko.com forward slash breakthrough, katecrocko.com forward slash breakthrough. Um, I don't think I even have anything up on my site anymore. I took the mastermind down. So yeah, fill that out and just say you're interested and I'll reach out and give you all the details. Um, what I am going to actually be doing, and I'll be sharing this soon, is, um, you know, I'm not going to be coaching anymore, but with my book launch, I'm going to be, 
I am going to be launching some exciting things for the book launch. And these are not business things. These are just around the book. Um, but I'm going to have like some guest speakers. We're going to be doing the launch team again. So I also wanted to just mention that, that you will be seeing some new exciting things for me, but they're all book related and not business related. And if you want to be able to get a taste for my business coaching, um, just fill out an application and we can hop on a call quick. All right, my dears, thank you for listening. Thank you so much for being here all of this time. Um, if you can please share this with people, um, talk about the podcast, post about it when you listen, it really means the world to me. And, um, you know, I'll just, I'm just going to be blunt. I don't get paid to podcast. I don't have sponsors. Um, and running a podcast does cost money, costs quite a bit of money. So, you know, if I want to keep this going, I'm going to need to get this out there to reach even more people, um, so that I can get it to work and then I can begin to get some sponsors. Um, I do have some affiliate stuff. So like Thrive Market, I've shared that in the episode. Um, and it really means a lot to us who are creating content um, when you do purchase things through our links and our codes and all of that, because it helps us be able to keep something going that like this is a passion project. Again, I don't get paid and it actually costs me money to put this content out there. Um, so please keep listening. And yeah, the way that you can support us is just to share because the more people that it reaches, the further along it can get and the possibilities and doors will open for me. And that's really what I'm just praying for this year is God, please just provide, um, some opportunities and doors to open so that, uh, you know, this can at least cover itself. Um, so yeah, just keeping it real with you guys. Love you. And I will talk to you guys soon. Hey friends, make sure you subscribe so you can receive the latest episode automatically downloaded wherever you are listening to this show. We also read every single review. So make sure you let us know what you thought about today's episode by leaving a review. Love ya.